What's going on, family? Happy Tuesday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you have had an absolutely amazing start to your week. I know Mondays can be really, really tricky for folks, but I hope that it wasn't tricky for you. I hope you mastered your Monday and you're ready to topple your Tuesday. It's going to be a great day. Absolutely. Also, big shouts to everybody who joined us by way of social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at The Faction Show. If you're not following, go ahead and click that follow button as well. We've got some super cool content there and more on the way. Also, shout out to everybody who joins us here by way of podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing, for taking the time to hang with us. We don't take that for granted at all. Okay, so it is Tuesday. And what we've done on Tuesday so far in the month of January is this is the space where we have done our best of 2020 review so far. So we are now in week three of that. If you've missed the previous ones, go back and check it out in the archives. Some great things that we've talked about. We talked about basically the first quarter of the year pre-pandemic. We spent the last episode in our year in review talking about the impact of the pandemic to the world of pro wrestling. Today, we want to talk about something that, quite frankly, rocked the world of pro wrestling really on pandemic-like levels. So let's kind of just reset the atmosphere on this. So we're talking in the middle of a pandemic uh, around June, summertime, where fans are not attending, the wrestling world is still trying to figure out how do we manage in a pandemic. You've got AEW, WWE doing empty arena broadcasts for the most part with the exception of AEW now starting to put some wrestlers around the ring. You've got promotions like Ring of Honor and several other independent promotions that aren't even running shows. By the time we get to June of 2020, New Japan Pro Wrestling is just starting to launch a comeback right around halfway through the month of June. And then on June 20th, the wrestling world gets rocked by a trending topic on Twitter. The trending topic is hashtag speaking out. It's a social movement against emotional, physical, and sexual abuse and sexual harassment. And it's done across all genres and across industries, including the pro wrestling industry. As part of the hashtag, uh, people publicize their allegations of sex crimes committed by powerful and prominent individuals, very much similar to the Me Too movement that really kicked off in 2018 that caused such a huge uproar in the entertainment and political space. This speaking out movement uh, was kind of crazy. So for an interesting piece of context, uh, at that particular time, I was literally driving from Virginia back to Atlanta after having attended my daughter's high school graduation. So excited about that and I look at my phone and I see basically Twitter going crazy and the wrestling world going crazy because of the allegations that took place. So you could make the argument that outside of the pandemic, nothing impacted all of the pro wrestling world in 2020 more than the speaking out 
movement. So this thing started around June the 17th when independent wrestler David Starr was accused of sexual assault by a former girlfriend of his. Now he would deny the allegation, um, but after the allegation came out, several wrestling promotions, including Over the Top Wrestling, stripped him of his titles and fired him. The next day, a ton of people in the pro wrestling industry accused a lot of folks, not just in-ring competitors, but promoters, journalists, and personalities were all accused. There was even one victim who uh, made the accusation that she and another victim had a list of, get this, 70 wrestlers with 100 incidents that were documented. When I say this impacted all of pro wrestling, let me just run through some of the organizations that were impacted and we'll dig into some of the people and how some of the organizations responded. All Elite, Shikara, Impact, Major League Wrestling, the NWA, New Japan, Ring of Honor, WWE, and a slew of promotions in the UK. So I want to get into some of this so that you may be aware. Some of them you may have heard of, some you may not be aware of, but this had a major impact on 2020, uh, not just on the folks we saw on camera, but on the folks that we saw off camera and how things in pro wrestling happened. Let's start with AEW, uh, because in AEW, there was uh, there were a few people who were impacted by this. Jimmy Havoc was accused of emotional and verbal abuse by his former partner, Rebecca Crow. Uh, on June the 19th, they issued a statement that Havoc would be attending therapy for a number of issues, and then they would come to a decision about his employment at a later date. Well, by August the 13th, Havoc was released by AEW. On June the 22nd, there was audio from a podcast called Raw's Fourth Hour, where in 2016, Sammy Guevara uh, joked that he wanted to, quote, rape Sasha Banks. As a result, AEW suspended Guevara without pay, uh, with Guevara agreeing to undergo extensive sensitivity training. It was also announced that his salary would be donated to the Women's Center of Jacksonville. Later that day, uh, Sasha Banks revealed that she and Guevara had been in contact with each other. He apologized and they engaged in an open discussion to help him understand the severity of his comments. He would complete the training and return to AEW on July 22nd. Darby Allen was accused of emotional manipulation and rape by a former girlfriend. Justin Roberts, who is an announcer at AEW, was accused of being inappropriate with a minor, asking for pictures in minimal clothing. Neither of those cases resulted in suspensions or any sort of disciplinary actions as they were proven to be unfounded. In Shikara, on June the 19th, they removed Cobalt from their roster following allegations against him. The owner of Shikara, Mike Quackenbush, was also accused of knowingly overseeing a company that enabled abuse and neglect, which led to many wrestlers on the roster resigning from the promotion. On June 24th, Shikara announced that they had shut down the company. So this didn't just impact 
individual wrestlers there were whole companies that no longer exist as a result of this impact wrestling was dare i say impacted by this as wrestlers joey ryan michael elgin and dave christ were accused of misconduct impact's parent company anthem sports and entertainment released a statement saying that they would review the allegations and of course joey ryan released a statement without addressing the allegations we would find out that just a few days later Joey Ryan and Dave Christ, their contracts were terminated while Michael Elgin was suspended. By June 26th, Impact announced that Elgin would be removed from all future programming. July 2nd, he made a video denying the allegations. July the 18th, Joey Ryan released a video denying all allegations against him, and he has since filed lawsuits against the accusers and against Impact Wrestling. MLW, Major League Wrestling announcer Mark Adam Haggerty was accused of sending inappropriate text messages to a minor. An hour later, MLW and two other promotions announced that they would no longer be working with Haggerty. The NWA was significantly impacted as Vice President Dave Lagana was accused of sexual misconduct. The following day, he resigned from his position. And that became important and really pivotal for the NWA because if you remember, of course, the NWA started really strong in 2020 with NWA power, some great pay-per-views when the pandemic hit. It caused them to not do the Crockett Cup, which they were going to do actually at an arena here in Atlanta. The power tapings stopped. Dave Lagana resigning from uh, the NWA. And quite frankly, the NWA really wasn't the same again. Later in the year, they would uh, announce a joint partnership with the United Wrestling Network. They would start moving their tapings over to California. They would start charging pay-per-view prices to be able to access it. As a result, the numbers weren't that great as they created a new show called Shockwave. Shockwave just had previous NWA matches from those TV tapings, and we still don't have NWA power. So a lot of things happen in terms of a snowball effect from NWA Vice President Dave Lagana being fired. New Japan's impact looked like this. Will Ospreay was accused by a former wrestler of having her blacklisted after she made allegations toward another wrestler uh, who is a friend of Osprey's. He denied the allegation. International Wrestling League would release a statement that contradicted his denial, but by October 2020, they retracted their statement. Ring of Honor. Whew, what an impact they had. Marty Skrull was accused of taking advantage of a 16-year-old girl who was inebriated. Skrull released two statements in which he did not deny the allegations, but claimed that the encounter was consensual, despite it not being legally possible to consent while being inebriated under UK law. By June 25th, ROH announced that they launched an investigation concerning these allegations, but it wasn't until January the 4th, of 2021 just a couple of weeks ago that it was announced that ring of honor and Skrull had parted ways now this was a big one because coming into 2020 marty Skrull was in a bit of a bidding war uh between ring of honor the nwa aew 
and he really renewed a working relationship between Ring of Honor and the NWA, where in the NWA he was challenging for the World Championship, which was supposed to happen during the Crockett Cup in April. In addition, he was also serving as the lead booker for Ring of Honor. Yeah, so that was kind of a sticky thing. Of course, Ring of Honor stopped doing shows right around March when the pandemic hit. They did not resume until August. And in that moment, of course, they started and resumed the Ring of Honor pure title with a big tournament. Yeah, so Ring of Honor significantly changed. So on June the 21st, as we mentioned what happened with Joey Ryan and Impact, uh, Joey Ryan, who also owned Bar Wrestling, uh, shut down the organization following at least 18 sexual assault allegations. Progress Wrestling announced that the promotion underwent structural changes after several wrestlers were either suspended or fired due to the numerous allegations made against them. The promotion also announced that they would shut down until they were satisfied with the changes. And you've got to understand, Progress Wrestling was one of the major feeding organizations for the NXT UK brand. Yeah, so that was a major impact on NXT UK. We'll talk about that in a second. Jim Cornette and his wife were faced with allegations from independent wrestler Phil Early that he forced trainees to engage in sexual intercourse with her and would watch while in charge of OVW. Cornette denied the allegations. Revolution Pro Wrestling fired trainer Andy Simmons and one training student after allegations against both. That was on June 24th. Rockstar Pro Wrestling announced a new code of conduct in response to the speaking out movement over the top wrestling announced that the promotion underwent staff and policy changes in response to the speaking out movement and then there was the wwe Whew. big list in the wwe and a lot of this list was connected to nxt uk and the like so joe coffee was accused of harassing a woman sending unsolicited naked photos sending voice messages and Talking. And on June the 30th, he was suspended by WWE. Jack Gallagher was accused of sexual assault and he was released by WWE on June the 19th. His profile later deleted from WWE.com. And on October the 4th, Gallagher issued a statement concerning the circumstances leading to his release. The NXT Cruiserweight Champion, Jordan Devlin, was accused of physical abuse by a former partner. He denied the allegations, but he would be suspended indefinitely by Progress Wrestling. Matt Riddle was accused of sexual misconduct by a female wrestler. He denied the allegation through his attorney. It was later reported that WWE was aware of the allegation against Riddle when he signed in 2018, and they had investigated it at the time. On July the 8th, he admitted to having an affair with the accuser, but reiterated his denial of the accusations against him. By September the 16th, Riddle dropped his petition for a restraining order against the accuser. The following day, he filed a civil lawsuit against his accuser, and by October the 8th, it was reported that his accuser filed a countersuit against Riddle, WWE, Gabe Sapolsky, and Evolve Wrestling. And of course, one of the things that happened in 2020 was Evolve Wrestling shutting down and being bought by WWE, their content and all of that type of thing. 
Travis Banks was accused of emotional abuse by a former student who had a relationship with him at age 17. The accuser also stated that Banks had similar relationships with other trainees. He responded to the allegations via a statement. His accuser proceeded to tweet screenshots of a text conversation between the two where Banks, who seemed to be intoxicated by the nature of his messages, had stalked this young lady and was harassing her in a hotel room. Banks would be released by Progress Wrestling and by WWE following the allegations, and his profile was also deleted from WWE.com. Wolfgang was accused of emotional abuse and taking pictures of schoolgirls. Sid Scala, who is the assistant to the general manager at NXT UK, was accused of emotional abuse, exploitation, and manipulation. Leggero was accused of indecent assault, sending inappropriate messages, and engaging in inappropriate conduct. While he denied the assault allegation, he admitted that he did send inappropriate messages and engaged in inappropriate conduct. Laguerra would be released by Progress Wrestling and WWE following the allegations, and his profile was also deleted from WWE.com. The Velveteen Dream was accused of having inappropriate communications with minors as well as attempting to groom them. He had previously been accused of sending inappropriate photos to minors several months earlier, which at that time he denied. Following his return on August the 12th, 2020 on NXT, which was met with heavy criticism from fans, Triple H stated that WWE had investigated the allegations and didn't find anything. Brock Lesnar was accused by Terry Runnels of exposing his private part to her while calling her names in 2014. She's mentioned this allegation many years prior. NXT UK referees Joel Allen and Chris Roberts were released by WWE on June the 30th following allegations against them. Austin Theory was accused of misconduct. While WWE did not comment on his allegations, Theory was removed for two months before he returned to NXT in August. The accusations were proven to be false when screenshots of the accuser lying to multiple wrestlers about her age, attempting to manipulate them into buying her alcohol, were posted on Twitter. WWE released a statement concerning Devlin and Riddle saying they took the matter seriously and were looking into it. They would later issue a second statement saying that they would take action upon those who were arrested or convicted. So speaking out was a very big deal in the world of pro wrestling. It impacted a lot of rosters. It certainly changed policies and caused organizations and wrestlers to really relook at how they were doing things. It also exposed a unique culture in the world of pro wrestling that to the outside world most didn't know existed. And that being a space where there were people who used their power incorrectly. Now here's the thing, and I always think this is important to say. It is equally important to note that there were folks who did try to take advantage of this. But by and large, most of these accusers, their accusations were proven to be true. And I want to congratulate the organizations that chose to take action against those who were perpetrators and whose accusations were proven to be 
accurate and truthful. Our thoughts and prayers go out to those who have been victims because that's a lot of trauma that people are left to deal with. And we definitely hope that they are getting the help that they need so that they can proceed in their lives uh, in a healthy and whole emotional state. Speaking out movement, one of the biggest stories of 2020 that, as I said previously, had a massive impact on the world of pro wrestling. Perhaps no other story impacted all of the world of pro wrestling like the speaking out movement did. I want to get your thoughts on how the speaking out movement impacted the world of pro wrestling. You can reach out to us by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at the faction show that's how you can find us you can also of course subscribe to this podcast as well and tell us what you'd like to hear tell us what you'd like for us to talk about and we'll certainly get that fired up for you if you're not doing this already if you're on clubhouse go ahead and give us a follow on clubhouse you can find me there Uh, you can also find brandon there you can find John there and you can find Courtney there as well give us a follow we've got some great things that we're talking about and we are hosting some cool wrestling conversations and involved in some great wrestling conversations as well join us here tomorrow where we'll be recapping Monday Night Raw getting you ready for the Wednesday Night War and talking more about the current news in the world of pro wrestling come Thursday we've got uh, another look at Lucha Underground as part of our Throwback Thursday series and much much more coming to you in terms of content until next time it's your man gb gerard bonner representing for my good brothers courtney beard brandon clack and the fourth horseman john murray collectively were known as the faction have a great day I need my people.